Welcome back to the At The Yard Podcast. I'm your host, Les Lukacs, and I'm joined today by PBR California, Northern California Director Blaine Clemens. And Blaine, it's been a while since you've been on the podcast, but you've had a few events so far here this month in the Northern California region, and we're here to break those things down. How you been? I've been good. Yeah, I can't be on the podcast when I'm driving from Fresno to Chico and the seven hours in between. So let's get it going. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So you've had two preseason ID events, uh, one in Fresno, one in Chico, as you mentioned. And uh, let's let's jump right in and, and we'll get into the Fresno preseason ID. I know there's a number of players that uh, caught your attention here. Some of them you were familiar with and uh, a couple of them uh new faces, if you will, for you. And let's start with the uh, 2025 shortstop pitcher out of Redwood High School, Eric Rico. Yeah, that's a talented young man. He's one I'd not seen. Uh, I'd been told of him by his uh, summer coach, travel coach of the CBA Marlins. Um, and I come across his name as, you know, as we're researching good teams for this upcoming season, Redwood High and Bicelli is going to have a strong season. They're pitching staff. Seems to be uh, really, really loaded with the uh, upperclassmen. I think this guy, uh, Eric's going to join in the mix. Um, I mean, to keep it simple, he was a two-way guy at the, at the showcase. Uh, he flashed some bat speed and some, some exit below over 90. The arm is good. He ran fairly well. Um, but it's when he stepped on the mound that I saw, uh, I think, what people get most excited about. I saw 87, 88, pretty much every single pitch with a fastball. Uh, spin north of 2400 uh, then he got to the breaking ball portion of the pen and uh, slider quick tight um, you know not super deep but more lateral but he spins the heck out of it 26 to 2700 with feel uh, aggressiveness full finish delivery like not just hoping the ball goes where he wants it to he's really was ripping it and, uh, just pounding the zone so even in a indoor pen scenario you can tell this this young man's got got some demeanor on the mound he's got some trust and some belief in his stuff and he and he likes what he can do with the baseball do you do you project him more in the future potentially on the mound or is this a guy that you trot out there at shortstop and say hey show that you can't do it before we move you to the mound yeah that's what'll take place in high school i would guess i mean if he were um I think maybe if he were like, you know, say a, a private school where, you know, there might be a little bit more um, specified guys, a physician sometimes, perhaps, but at a public school, uh, even a you know, decent sized one like Redwood, I got to believe, you know, certainly as a junior, I'm not sure what their plans are this year, but uh, yeah, he'll, he'll play the infield as a position player. Um, I, but I, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I have no doubts, but just the disparity between what his raw tools look like on the mound versus what they, um, showed to be again simply in a tool setting right i might go watch him play a game and he might just have incredible game savvy as a position player so that we can't really judge too much obviously in a in a, in a showcase scenario where it's just you know basically what they can do physically um so i'd say it's a little little premature to to, to dictate one way or the other and how about beyond high school i mean obviously a lot will be dictated on what he does in the next couple of years but you know, you putting on your, your former scout hat here and as you're looking down the line three, four years from now uh, when he's on a college yeah. campus, do you think yeah, that yeah. the upside on the mound trumps the upside what of what you saw in the showcase yeah. setting? Yeah, I mean, he's not a big young man. He's 5'10", 170, 172, uh, but it's just 
just the quickness of the arm. And, and again, it wasn't just like he touched 88, touched 87. It was like every fastball and, and the, and the breaking ball as well. It also showed change up. So, and just watching just how he, again, how he feels when he, when he told the slab. Yeah. I got to say, even though he's an undersized height wise. Yeah. It's, it's, if I had to say one or the other and you put me to it, which you just did, he's going to pitch. Nice. Nice. And then one of, one of the outfielders that really caught your attention at this Fresno preseason ID at a central East high school, Jordan Johnson. I mean, just looking at, you know, his profile video and, and the numbers and, and your notes there on him seems like a really intriguing prospect. Yeah. I wish I had seen him uh, previously. Uh, we did have some video on his profile. So either you or somebody saw him in Fresno, maybe in the Easter classic somewhere along the line, but He's uh, he's a good looking kid. He walks up and, you know, your, your first image or your first thought is the way he's built because he's compact and he's strong, really strong throughout his shoulders, thighs. I mean, he looks like a tailback. Um, it looks like he looked great in a football uniform. And but he's not like massive. He's just really chiseled and strong and, and uh, well put together. And then, you know, and you're hoping you're hoping he can run. You're hoping he can hit the ball hard. And then we get into the showcase. And yeah, he ran. You know, I'm still learning our 30 yard splits and 10 yard splits and seeing what's what. But you know, he's one, he was below 4.0. I think I had 3.92. And, and obviously some of it's, you know, dictated on our, how, how accurately perfect our setup is, right? But, you know, I, as I start to look at these numbers and we're using this new Swift system, um, his speed is, and, and quickness is uh, is good. And then, you know, he's strong as well. So he's got the profile of speed and, you know, potential line drive power with, a, you know, mid-90s, 96, 96.7 exit velocity. Uh, the swing is pretty flat. Um, he gets through it with, with some extension. Uh, so, I mean, a guy, yeah, a guy that can pound the ball hard in the middle of the field that can run. I mean, you're talking about gaps, talking about doubles and triples. Oh, that's that, That's always a uh, valued commodity with an outfielder, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and, and likely be able to track it down as well. The arm, arm was fair. Um, you know, again, in our scenario we had down there, we were indoors, and so the kids – they didn't get the throw like, you know, from, from the outfield all the way to home plate, right? We're using the space the best we could. So some of those numbers could skew a little on the, you know, maybe lower side uh, just because just they're not really able to air it out. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'd love to see him play again. Yeah, and, you, you know, one of one of my favorite parts of this job, and, and I think you and I have had this conversation, is, is when we are able to see guys from outside of our area and kind of compare them to guys inside of our area. And, you know, for us, the state games, for example, provides a great opportunity for that. But you had an opportunity to have a shortstop from Patrick Henry High School down in San Diego at this event. And, you know, tell us what you thought of Logan Aguilar. Yeah, good looking, good looking body, long, sinewy, lanky. Uh, again, yes, Patrick Henry. That, that's San Diego, right? Correct. Um, yeah, uh, really, just fit the eye test. If you walk into a field, you're scanning, you're looking center field, you're looking shortstop. This is a, a again, he's, he's taller. I mean, he's not like overly tall, but uh, he's he's taller. He's six two, one sixty five. Speed was good. He bursted okay. He's just a little over four in the thirty. So again, I think that's got a chance to uh, keep ticking down as he he adds a little bit more explosiveness with his muscle. Arm was good, mid eighties. You know, in our in our indoor scenario, there uh, hit the ball fairly hard. You know, it wasn't a, a, an eye popping ninety. You know, ninety mile per hour exit velocity, but but it's there. It's 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 ninety and above. So, and then he's a left handed hitter. And the way he moved fluidly, you know, just on the ground balls, uh, the way the swing works, he's he's a you know he's a 24. Uh, if he was a 25, somebody'd be super excited because the body and the left-handed hitting and, and hints of athleticism, and you're dreaming on some more strength. And but again, he's he's still only a junior; he hasn't played a game his junior year, so there's still a lot to uh, project and dream on. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed seeing him. 
Yeah, and, and then a guy that that you know comes from a powerhouse program and and a program we we see quite a bit during the spring season, and uh, a guy that uh, whose name continuously pops up when talking about players in his class in the region, Peyton Barsati out of uh, Buchanan High School, the catcher. Yeah, he's a big young man. I saw him last spring, actually. Buchanan made a trip up to Northern California and played a bunch of strong programs. And uh, where I live in the North Bay, he, they came and played at Cardinal Newman last year in Santa Rosa. And he was a starting catcher as a freshman, which obviously caught my attention at Buchanan because, as you just said, it's it's a renowned, powerful program in the state year after year. They're, you know, They don't have down years. And freshmen that start, it's it's a statement by their coaching staff. Um and and he had a good day that day. Actually, they got it's funny they got shut out by a left-handed pitcher named Mason Lerma. But in all the at bats of all their players that day, his at bats were the best. Like he wasn't trying to do too much. He pounded the ball in the middle of the field. So then I see him in this, you know, setting. Where previously I saw a good arm, you know, just between between innings in that game, and the arm showed up again in, in our setup. You know, mid seventies with the arm strength. I think there's definitely more in there. Um, the pop times were definitely competitive, as low, you know, as low as two oh four. Uh, his, his 30 time was interesting. I mean, he's 6'2", 200, but he ran, and it was 403. Again, I'm still learning, you know, making these numbers relative, but uh, it, it rates with a good times that I'm getting in our, our new system lately. Um, and then he can pound the ball. Like, it's mid-90s exit velocity. There's definitely more coming. Uh, the swing is fairly tight and compact, and he's pretty short to it. So I think this is a young man has got a chance to not only hit for some power and throw well behind the plate, but uh, but also hit for some average too because the swing again it's not a huge swing it's he's just he's just strong and, and uh, knows what he's doing. You know I, I saw Buchanan last spring as well during the Easter Classic up in Fresno and and was really intrigued by him and I, I'm curious to get your take on him defensively and what he showed you during the workout portion because I came away impressed with not only the arm strength and the accuracy but also his footwork and ability to move behind the plate. Yeah, he caught the ball well in the scenario. Now he caught. I want to say he he took um, he took Rico in the pen session. So he was catching him one of the obviously the best one we had there, and he looked comfortable. Whether he'd caught him before, I have no idea. Um, but he jumped right in, and uh, he was more agile than I might have thought, given his present size and strength. Um, he was able to get low and work from below the ball up, you know, upward. Uh, he blocked. Actually, there was a couple of balls he blocked in the dirt very deftly. Um, just you know, broke down early, got in front of it, uh, played it off his chest protector, and the ball died right in front of him. So, uh, yeah, I was I was absolutely um, had no no reason to think he's not going to be a at the at the least you know an average to above average catcher. Yeah, and then and then another team I had an opportunity to see while up in Fresno for the Easter Classic last summer or last spring, excuse me, was Central and you know Central. They are in that track division and one of the best divisions in the state. And, you know, this guy impressed me behind the plate, impressed me at the plate, uh, particularly uh, Logan Pontecorvo. How, you know, what, what, what did he do that really stood out to you at this event? One of the first things I remember going back to when I was scouting for, for the Atlanta Braves and uh, going over scouting director Roy, uh, Roy Clark was, hey, we're looking for catches with power bats and power arms. Um, this was, you know, years and years ago, and maybe the game has tilted a little bit more towards, you know, stealing strikes and receiving and all of that. But uh, this young man would have checked every single box anybody would have looked for. Uh, arm up to 79. Uh, exit velocity is the highest I think I've ever seen was 103.3. Um, his first swing was like 101. His last swing was like 103, and everything in between was well over 90. 
Um, he's really put together. Uh, he ran well, given his size. He's six foot two oh five. Um, his pop times were as low as you know one nine four, one nine five. Uh, again, I'd have to see him play games. And as you just said, he plays in a very strong conference. He's going to have a chance to hit uh, against really talented pitchers that have quality stuff and experience. And and if he performs in the environment as a senior, um, he is still uncommitted. So. Uh, you know, I think the numbers certainly warrant attention. And then now it's, you know, his, uh, his opportunity is to go out and, and perform given his tools. Yeah. And a guy that, that just kind to seems to repeatedly perform in front of either you or, or anybody from PBR that sees him uh big left, left first baseman, left-handed pitcher at a Washington union, Trey Morris, who coming out of this event made a college commitment. Yeah, recently uh, he committed to Texas uh, just shortly after the event concluded. Um, he's we've known of him since he uh, freshman year last year. This event in in Fresno, uh, we'd come across his name as we started to research the class. We saw him. I've not yet laid eyes on him. Why no? I saw him pitch the Erico tryout last year, and he he was sharp, like as a freshman, carving up guys. Like looked like he was a twenty six year old man with his touch and feel and. Uh, and knowing what he's doing on the mound. Uh, he just did the, the position player workout at this event, and um, it, was, it didn't feel like his arm was quite in shape to really let it go the way he would want to, because, again, he's also ramping up to pitch, and I would I would suspect a significant amount of innings for his, for his smaller high school team this spring. So he said, hey, I'm just going to hit and run blade. I'm like, that's cool. Uh, just, you know, good to, good to see you here. And, you know, he pounded a bunch of balls in the mid-'90s. His, his uh, bat speed was well over 70 miles per hour a number of times, if not every single swing. Um, he's got he's got a not an older soul, but he's got a really mature presence about him. He's confident. He, he's an easy kid to talk to. Uh, you know, he's one of the higher rated players in his class in the state, if not the country. And yet, you know, he, you can just imagine he, he's just the easiest kid to talk to in, at school. I'm sure he's a, a dream for teachers. He just seems like a nice young man with a mature young presence and, and a boatload of talent. <laughs> And okay, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit like I did with Rico here. You, you've had an opportunity now to see him, you know, at PBR events, pitching for his high school, playing for his high school, you know, put on the, the, the Clemens crystal ball here, you know, four or five years from now, uh, you know, down, down at the uh, University of Texas, uh, if he, you know, assuming he gets there. Uh, what do you envision out of Trey? Do you envision a two-way player potentially in college ball? Uh, or is this a guy who's upside either at the plate or on the mound uh, kind of you know outweighs the other? It makes me go back to long time ago, Brandon Belt. When I saw Brandon in high school and we had him to an event, I was running for a, a former company I worked for. It's a huge event and national and Brandon came to this thing and he was a left, left, just, just like Trey, just like Trey, big young body. And I had him there as a pitcher and I had seen him pitch and I really liked him and I knew nothing about him as a hitter. Now I do know about, so I, I said, he's going to pitch, right? Obviously Brandon Belt's a, a very rich big leaguer at, with his, with the bat in his hand has never thrown an inning in professional, the big leagues. So I was wrong there. Um, I remember when he got drafted, I'm like, Hmm, drafted as a first baseman. I thought he was a pitcher, but again, he went to Texas and he's from Texas. So I lost, I lost track of him. With Trey, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to put him on the mound only because I just saw in that area code trial, and I, and I saw that the numbers are eye-popping that he put up last year. Last, It's like you're talking about a 14-year-old pitching varsity baseball, and it, it's, it's just his, his feel of the craft and just 
his just demeanor. I say that word all the time. It, it felt just like this is what he's he's meant to do. He's comfortable doing hitting so much harder. Um, you know, just, I, I got to go with pitching. Uh, uh, but again, if he's that good on the mound, I think he is. You're going to want to get extended innings from him in college. And that takes away the opportunity to be a significant position player. I mean, that's the challenge for these college guys when they get two-way guys. Is where do we get the most value for that's best for the young man and also best for our program? Yeah, well, wherever it is he ends up, it appears that he has a very bright future uh, on the baseball field, either on the mound or at the plate. And, yeah. and, and it appears just based on – uh, you know, some video that I've seen of him recently and, you know, from his workout that looks like he, he's kind of made some some progress with his body as well in terms of adding strength and, you know, getting rid of some of that, you know, baby fat, if you will. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's just part of the process for uh, young men that are, are bigger earlier and they have a chance, you know, to uh, to, to, to chisel their body, to hone it, to craft it. Um, it, it does speak to work ethic because sometimes big young men don't always uh have that motivation sometimes um they're just that they just accept hey i'm naturally bigger and that's the way it goes and sometimes they end up playing football and that plays no too but yes he's uh, he's firming up again he moves around pretty easy he's not a runner uh not, not gonna have to worry about that um but he's certainly athletic and he moves athletically so yes he'll, he will continue to uh, put on muscle on the on the big frame and uh, and chisel up, I would guess. Yeah, work ethic. I love that you mentioned that because it appears he certainly has it. And talking about work ethic, you went from uh, Fresno one week to Chico the next week and had to battle a little bit of weather uh, as we've been getting pounded here in the state of California the last few weeks with some rain and lots of it. Um, yes. You know, you head up to Chico for the Far North preseason ID and you guys stood out there and why don't we start with uh 2024 catcher out of lincoln high school jake redding yeah i'm starting to really like this kid we had him in an event in the fall uh up at mcbean stadium there in lincoln and he came as a gameplay event so i got to see him catch i got to see him hit and all the all the good stuff and uh that's what stood out i recall that the, the way the ball jumped out of his hand when he threw and then the bp round was good and the games he was competitive and so i got to see him again a couple months later um you know, this, this is a talented kid. He's 6'2", 195, so he's certainly uh, sizable and strong, and, and, and it's, it's a good 6'2", 195. He ran uh, ran well. We're talking about a catcher, so just, just over four in the 30. Um, the arm strength is there, 77 miles per hour, so there's still, you know, he's going to sniff getting towards 80 miles an hour here in the not-too-distant future, I would guess, which is a, which is a very significant number for catchers. Uh, the pops were competitive as low as 190 seven and 207 range so he's good there and the ball comes off his bat with uh, with some velocity up to 92 miles per hour which i think in the event in the fall he was a little even higher than that so he checks all the toolboxes for a catcher now again it comes down to how will he perform in, in games his, his his lincoln high school team is going to be a good team this year uh with, with certainly with position players are smaller but um they have a talented you know shortstop kenny winters and some of the kids we've seen from that from that school um, but certainly when you just go across the tools you're looking for in a catcher and the body, uh, Jake has them. Yeah. And, and, you know, it seems like the catchers, uh, at least early on in your, uh, your, your preseason ID events up there, uh, have really caught your attention and a guy who, you know, we're familiar with this, with his brother, a former, um, future gamer with us, 
uh, you know, 2026 this time, a catcher at a Las Plumas High School, Wyatt Denton, obviously younger brother of Zane, who, uh, as mentioned, you know, we had out at future games a couple of years ago with us. Yeah, we also managed the pro case last year as well, and he actually remains uncommitted. Speaking of uh, of Zane, it's kind of a mind blowing scenario for me, but um, he's a good baseball player. And his little brother is like a lot of younger brothers we've come across in our careers. We always think that hey, the younger brother get might might be and often is a little bit better. Whether it's they they play with the older brothers, they get smacked around by their older brothers, they just watch their older brothers, they they idolize them, they work like them, they want to be better. Um, and this, this is an enthusiastic young man. He's a switch hitter, which is exciting for a catcher. Uh, his arm is solid. He's, he's already over 70 miles per hour as a freshman. He's going to play varsity baseball this year. He's going to catch because his brother's going to have to pitch because they go to a really little school. Um, his footwork is clean. The ball comes out quick. Uh, he's competitive already in the, the low two O's, the two one in the pops. Um, left and right swing are very similar the exit velocities are right in line with each other you know so he's he's gonna i think have a chance to switch it and uh, and be good both ways uh he then also did shortstop workout and threw near the mid 80s you know 83 miles per hour so as his mom describes him she's uh he's her wild child he came to the event she said hey i just want to let you know he's got a, he's got a, maybe has a broken tailbone i'm like what <laughs> she goes you won't even notice He's just my wild child. And I said, so, so Wyatt came in this morning and Zane was there working for us that he was my BP guy that day. Um, and so he's the first kid there and he's in the cage on his own warming up. And uh, yeah, he's just an enthusiastic young player. Uh, it's, it's just fun to meet him. Uh, I saw him when he was even younger, obviously. And now he's a player, player on his own. And he's trying to make his own name in the shadow of his brother. Um, and they'll get to play varsity baseball for one year together at Las Plumas, which is exciting. Absolutely. And I can concur as a younger brother and as the father of two boys, everything you said is spot on. So, uh, you know, one, one other guy uh, that, that caught your attention at, at the far north preseason ID um, out of Calusa High School, a shortstop 2024 Sutter Moss. Um, tell us what, you know, what what caught your attention about Sutter and, you know, kind of where you project him in the future. I've seen Sutter before at Bayer World Series and some Chico Aces games. He's a left-handed hitting shortstop that uh, is pretty toolsy, and I think he's going to keep on coming. Uh, yes, he is at Calusa now, which is a little school where Luke Kalspeck goes to school. Um, there's another couple of decent players there. Sutter was previously up at Lassen, way even further north. Like I know it's hard to conceive for people not in California or not in Northern California, like how big this area is up here. Mm. Um, but now he's made his way down to Calusa. However, that uh, – might be, and he's going to play with another talented 2024 and, and, and Luke. Um, and Sutter's going to jump right in. He's going to uh, have a hard time believing not be the best player in that section, one of them. Uh, he's a plus runner. Uh, he's got mid-80s arm strength across the diamond. Uh, he took BP with wood, so he was up near 90 miles per hour. Um, the swing is fluid. He was. He asked me after his run, I was like, hey, what'd you see? Was, I felt like I was a little bit uphill. I'm like, yeah, you were a little uphill, but you know, you can flatten that out some. And he was I like that he was aware of what he was doing, right? He, he, he had feel for something he didn't quite like. Um, and he asked questions about it. I always find that a totally intriguing trait for these young kids to have when they, when the, when they want to talk about their game. They want to talk about what we see. And Sutter's one of them. He's six foot 180. He's, like I said, he's a left-handed hitter that runs, throws, and looks like he can hit. I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. Left-hand hitting shortstops that can run and throw. Uh, very valuable, very valuable assets for for teams, right? Yep. And so, Blaine, uh, 
you've got a couple of more preseason ID events coming up here leading up to the start of the high school season. Uh, yeah. why, don't you tell, why don't you walk us through those real quick? Next one is uh, on Sunday. I'm going to go down to San Mateo, College of San Mateo, for a Peninsula one. Uh, there's a couple players in the lineup that I'm looking forward to seeing, in particular a uh, one committed player that I had a chance to coach last summer, Tanner Bradley, Cardinal Newman, committed to Oregon. Um, he's going to come down and show, show off his uh, new strength and, and, and position player skills. Um, there's a right-handed pitcher coming that I have not seen since last June at Vaz, uh, a, a player for the Zoots out of Redwood down in Larkspur. Rex Soleil is one of my favorite uh, right-handers in the class. Just, I know it's going to sound crazy, but there's some traits that remind me a little bit of Zach Drenke, um with this kid. Uh, so those are two guys I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, this coming Sunday, let me just cruise the roster just a little bit. Malcolm Felix is a player I'm looking forward to seeing out of uh, San Ignatius in the city. Oh, and uh, and Aiden Sakai, another uncommitted catcher. There's a lot of really talented uncommitted catchers. There's just so many good players and just not enough spots on college rosters. But uh, Aiden was also at our pro case, so he'll be there. He's a big bat, big arm catcher. So uh, that's the crew I'm looking forward to seeing uh, this Sunday. And then next Sunday after that, we're down in the South Bay in, in San Jose. And we'll wrap up with a much bigger event uh, in the East Bay in, in Hayward at Chabot College uh, the first Sunday in February. So we'll catch up when we get through all those. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have you back on to recap those three events. And, you know, Blaine, it, it's been far too long. Got to do this far, far more frequently because, as you mentioned, the talent in your area, it, you know, it rivals what we have down here for sure. You know, obviously the weather is a little trickier where you are uh, versus where we are. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to getting some some names and some reports on guys uh, in, in these next few events. Appreciate it, Les. We'll, uh, we'll keep in touch. And, uh, yeah, happy hunting down there, and we'll talk soon. Big thanks to Blaine Clements for joining me on the podcast today. Be sure to check out PrepBaseballReport.com for all your news, rankings, and event information. And until next time, we'll see you at the yard.